Welcome to The Female Influencer. I'm Lacey Shane, and today I'm super excited that we're visiting with Deborah Augustus. And Deborah is someone I've known for a lot of years. She's a bright and successful professional and has actually been in uh, some of my coaching groups and stuff, but that's not why we're talking today. I'll tell you in a minute why we're talking today, but before I get to that, what I'd like to do is just welcome you, Deborah, and ask uh, you to share with our listeners a little bit about what you do in your professional life. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so uh, again, my name is Deborah Augustus. Um, I have been in the procurement field for over 25 years. I've touched many different categories. I've been with the IT and corporate services for finance and HR. Uh, I did some marketing and commercial space categories, legal, travel, and some of these I've touched a lot and some of them I haven't. Everything is a learning curve, but as long as you base it on your procurement expertise and, and the, follow the seven steps, you're gonna get to the right results with any supplier. I always look at it from the perspective of my stakeholders that if they pick, um, if they have the right scope with the right supplier, they'll get it for the right price. And, and that's been my, my, mon my mantra for, for a very long time. And it's been a very successful road and journey that I've taken throughout many different careers. Uh, I'm sorry, many different companies um, throughout the industry, mainly in the pharmaceutical industry, but I have also been in, um, technology a little bit as well. Thanks for sharing that. And I know you have a formula for success in your career. So any company that employs you is very lucky to have you. And it's been fun getting to know you. And Deborah and I met several years ago at a procurement conference for women. And um, that's when we connected. But today, we're not going to talk as much about professional life. What I have recently become fascinated with and really interested in is this idea of how we celebrate women, at least in my company, Real Women, Real Success, and with this podcast, celebrating uh, the successes of women and getting promoted and advancing and taking on higher leadership roles, because it's my opinion that women really need to be running things, that women are, are <laughs> inherently naturally good leaders. But one of the things that struck me a couple of months ago is just, you know, the heroics of women in everyday life, the things that often go unrecognized, the things that the impact that women are having on a day-to-day -day basis with their families and with their children and with their communities and with their faith-based communities that often go untalked about. And they're so important to a successful community, to raising good children. And I just wanted to take the opportunity to talk about some of those daily heroics of women. And luckily, Deborah was so kind. You were so kind to say, yes, I will, I will talk about that. So one of my first questions is really just to ask you, when it comes to your everyday life, what would you say are your top priorities? What drives you? What drives me every day is my children and setting a good example for them and being able to provide for them. Um, I think I also would say my whole family 
is is a part of that as well with my children right at the top um it's it's really important to me to uh, one that they're proud of me uh that they support me and that i can provide for them i love that you said that they support you i I mean i I just love that i I think that's Mm -hmm. you're teaching them an adult skill an adult relationship skill so how do you encourage them to support you Well, I share with them uh, and make sure that they understand the different things that I'm doing every day. So when we meet at the end of the day and we ask questions of one another, I ask them questions about their school day, what was exciting about that day, what was new about that day, um, how was their day. And, you know, you t- I try to get them to start talking, especially my son, he's 13, and it's you got to be careful not to ask yes, no questions. But what I've noticed over the last few years with him is he's actually, you know, asked me back, how was your day? What did you do today? Did you do anything fun? Um, You know, some days you're at work and there's nothing fun about being at work. Um, But just to have that conversation with him for him to even think to ask me that, I love it. I mean, it just, we, we engage um, in conversation, it's not just a, oh, it was fine. Cause every time he says that I push, I won't let him get away with just, it was fine or it was school. <laughs> um, and my daughter has done that all, always. She's always been curious and asking me questions about what I did and, you know, how work was. So I think from an early on point of view, she had that in her mind already to ask those questions, but my son uh, it was, it was, it took a little bit longer, but he's there. I mean, my, my, that's a big thing. My sister always did was ask them what was their favorite part of the day. And it kind of just stuck with all of us. We all do that. We try not to ask yes, no questions because of that. So that's how they support me. It's just by being interested and being, um, a part of my everyday life and every day, everything I do at work is, is, I I always think back, you know, can I talk to my kids about what I did? I always want to feel ethical. I want to feel like I've provided my company value for that day. And, you know, if I'm doing the right things and I can look in the mirror and look myself in the eye and look my kids in the eye, then, then I've definitely done my job for that day. And I can share that with them. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm so impressed. If that was the only thing we talked about in this episode today, I I would just be (laughs) elated. And I'll tell you why. So you have this daily download. So you have, you have these priorities and there, you know, your kids are at the top. So you have this daily download where you're teaching your kids to have adult conversations. You're teaching them to be inquisitive. You're teaching them what a reciprocal relationship looks like. And you're teaching them work ethic. I mean, if that isn't heroic, I don't know what is. I'll tell you what, Deborah, I never did that. I, I wish you could have coached me <laughs> when my kids were young. Uh, yeah. Well, they're my little buddies, right? They're, they're my kids, and I'm trying to teach them the right things to do in life. And, and how better to do that than to set the right example? Absolutely. That is a beautiful, beautiful example of how you're creating some structure in your life that supports your priorities. And it's having this impact on your children. That's, that's amazing for their life and for their future success. What are, 
What are some other things that some other structural things that you do in your life that support those priorities? I think one of the biggest things is just being present. Um, that took a lot of learning on my part um, because we are pulled in so many different directions. I, I tend I tended to be on my phone or too into that TV show I'm watching or whatever I was doing to down you know to download myself to to relaxing right. But what better way to relax than to have that conversation if the kid is coming up to you to ask you something or talk to you about something. I'd much rather have that conversation with my kids than finish watching that episode. I'm, I'm very quick to close off that remote, like to mute it or, um, you know, I'll put the phone down. I don't want to take that time away from them because, you know what, my daughter's going off to college next year. And she's not going to be there to bother me. <laughs> I'd rather have her bothering me and just get involved and, and hear what she has to say. What did she want to ask? What did she want to share? Um, and and I, I, I've seen a huge difference in my son over the last year. I think the pandemic did give us the ability to reconnect with one another much more strongly than we even were beforehand. Um, you know, do we, we made fun out of life because life wasn't giving us anything but lemons. So we made lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, what's also interesting about, about the whole idea of being present, you know, one of the things that they say about the electronic world that we live in is that our kids are having a hard time connecting with each other connecting with, you know, pretty much anybody on a deeper level. And these two things that you're doing that, and the whole idea of being present, that's, it's almost like an epidemic in itself with young people. So I, I just love that yeah. you're preventing your children from being in those numbers. You, you know, you're helping them understand what it means to be present, but also to connect. I mean, that whole thing of you, uh, turning off the TV or putting your phone down when they start to talk to you. I mean, I think of, well, my kids or people that I know, you know, that I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen many people just respond like that. It's, it's well, I think it's important. It's one, it's important to connect and two, it's important to teach them that I totally agree with that sentiment about, you know, that they're the electronics is just running amok. I mean, they still do it. Don't get me wrong. They're on their games. They're on their phones. They're on the TV. And, you know, when they ask, can I play with a friend or go, my daughter wants to go to lunch with a friend. Absolutely go spend time with people and, and, and interact and, and figure out how to communicate with one another, because I don't see, you know, them doing that, um, you know, on a daily basis. It's all texting. It's all on the phones or they don't, nobody gets on the phone anymore to talk to anybody. I do it every day with my sister. Um, I go for a walk and I talk to my sister while she's at lunch and um, I get in my steps and it, it's just, it's freeing. It's, I, I can't stand, I mean, I'm still on the phone on an electronic, but I'm not looking at a screen. Uh, I do that all day for work. I don't want to do it for my enjoyment too. Yeah. Yeah. I completely understand. Wow. That's, that's great. So tell me, <clears throat> what is the, 
you've talked about your priorities, but you've obviously made some pretty strong commitments to your family and your children. What is it that in your mind you're hoping to achieve by instituting these practices that teach your kids these, these life lessons and life skills that are so important? What, what was in your mind of your end goal there? Well, being a working parent, I felt I wasn't getting a lot of time with my kids. They were at school. I was at work. They had their activities. Um, I wanted to find a way to stay connected to them, that they would feel comfortable coming to me for anything. If they had a question or they were in trouble or something happened and they didn't know what to do, I wanted to make sure that that line of communication was open and that they knew they could come to me no matter what, whenever. And um, that was that was the driving force behind it. Is, is, it was a conscious thing to say, I want them to know I'm a safe place, that they can come to me and say, this is an issue and I'm not going to get mad and I'm not going to yell. I'm just going to be there for them, listening and be able to help them. That, that was where the commitment came from. That's great. Your kids are lucky. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) So um, how do you see your work life and your home life coming together? Do you think that they compete or do you feel like you've felt a way to blend them? Do you feel like they're separate or, you know, some people go, I have a work life and I have a home life and my feeling has always been I have one life and I'm sort of meshing things mm-hmm. together. How do you see it? It's definitely a mesh. And I do believe that you are the only one who can set those true boundaries. That if you're willing to take that call or answer that email at dinner time or when it's bedtime or when you're watching movies with the family, that's on you nobody's putting a gun to your head and telling you, you have to do so. So I've always had that line in the sand where I'm at work, I'm focused on my work as as much as we can, right? Because you do need the break, but I do as much as I can. I do do things during the day that are family oriented if I have to make the call to the doctor's office or whatever. But that's because those are the only times you can do that, right? The doctor's office is not open at 10 o'clock at night. So, um, for work purposes, I'm at work, and for home, I'm at home. When Once I shut that computer down, I'm done. I don't have it in me to keep going and still give everything to my family. So I give my family all that time that they need. I mean, they're starting to need less and less, so got to find ways to fill that time. But that there's definitely got to be that line in the sand, and only you should be the one crossing it. No one else should make you. Sure. Sure. Do you mean doing it by choice rather than by force? <laughs> uh, exactly. I mean, if, if, if my boss was trying to call me on a Saturday morning, he was not going to get me. <laughs> yeah. That's my family time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great. That's great. You mentioned uh, one time there was a pivotal moment when you realized you needed to ask for help um, in meeting all the demands that you wanted to meet of your family and maybe that you couldn't do it all. Could you talk a little bit about that? Mm. So 
you have to be open to accepting help. There's so much help out there, whether it's family, friends, some kind of a service. Um, I think that it's, it's important to know that it's not expected of you to do everything yourself, that it takes a village to, to raise great kids. Uh, I rely on the school system. I rely on my parents, um, you know, other friends who have kids in the system that, you know, help me out here, pick my kid up there. I'll grab your kid next time. You have to be willing to do so. Um, My husband is a strong force in that where he he's really taken on a lot of the the household needs and, and taking the kids. He's our taxi driver. He drives everybody everywhere. Um, you, you just have to be willing to accept that help because if you try to do it all, you may be able to do it for a little while, but it's not sustainable. It just isn't. And, and your health is much more important than, you know, making that kid get to that baseball game on time. I, I'd rather have somebody else do that um, and keep my sanity at, at the same time. So, Sure, sure. That makes complete sense. And what I really love about what you're saying and I, I have to look up where I read this recently, uh, but it had to do with the idea of men sharing equally in the child rearing and household duties with their spouses, that having a, a really marked positive impression on children. In other words, children who are raised by parents who share the home and child rearing duties tend to be more secure, more well-adjusted. They tend to be more successful people. And so, you know, I don't know if you knew that, but the fact that you and your husband and and others are sharing in this, I think it's going to have, or has had, I'm sure, a wonderfully positive impact on your children's confidence. And I'm sure when they go to raise children on, on how they do it. I hope so. I hope so. I think, I hope that we have taught them that it, it's, everybody has to pitch in. Everybody's got a job. Their job was to be good in school and to, you know, whatever sports they decided to do or whatever extra, extracurricular activities they decide to do that that's their job. And our job is to help them succeed and to keep the house running and make sure there's food in the cupboard and refrigerator and clean clothes to wear and get them where they need to go. So I, I think that they see that. I, I know that they haven't said things and I've always said to them, well, remember that when you have kids, you know, I've said that line many, many times to them that, you know, these are all life lessons. You, you take them all with you. So, yeah, I think that it's really important to, to, to share uh, with the whole family, what the trials and tribulations are don't need to sugarcoat it to them. They can see if there's issues going on and ask them for help. They, they can walk the dog and take the garbage out. Those are easy things to do to help us out. And, and that's what they do. They have their little chores to help. Yeah, that's great too. That's great too. And I think that it, it breaks down the, the gender stereotypes a bit so that, you know, our children don't have to feel so, pinholed into a certain role or a certain way of being that it's it's completely open the kind of role that you can play within your family and in the world that's really wonderful what do you think the end results are going to be from the choices you're making right now regarding spending time with your family and your children and what's most important to you what do you think the end result of that's going to be 
So when I think about the end result, I think about, and I, I'm not sure if this is where you're going, but my mind went to, you know, one day I'm going to retire and I'm going to still have, I'm going to have a very strong relationship with my kids, um, with myself, uh, and I'll be able to find things to do that keep me busy and keep me happy. Um, I, honestly, I, I look at my my parents, they, they retired and they really weren't ready mentally to do so. Um, and my mother still struggles with that to this day. And it's been, you know, four or five years now since she retired and she just can't find her place where she belongs in this world outside of, of course, all of the family. And I think that for me, I'm setting myself up to, to be, to continue to be strong for my family, for myself and, and really enjoy that time when it comes, which I can't wait. <laughs> I think I still have another 20 years or so to, to work here and I'm exhausted already <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> well, that, that was a great answer. And I think, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is what, what women do in their everyday lives, women like you who are so focused on prioritizing what's important to them, what those decisions create in someone else's life, like your children. And I was just taking some notes here as we've been talking together. You're teaching your kids through your daily download, how to be caring, how to have reciprocal relationships, how to have a work ethic and how to set themselves up for success. You're teaching them by being present, how to be present themselves, but also how to make connections with other human beings, which in a digital world is so incredibly important and is actually been proven to be a huge problem for most of our young people right now. So your kids are learning to be present. They're learning something that a lot of young people aren't learning at home. And that to me is heroic. Being accessible, I, I think that teaches them to be accessible. They learn to be responsive, not only to other people, but themselves. And hopefully they, like you, will be one of those people that whether it's their kids or family or whoever starts talking to them, they'll turn off or tune down the TV or put down their phone, just as they saw their mothers do, you know, and I, I believe we're in a world where people are starving for connection. So the fact that you're creating children that know young adults that know how to do that they definitely will be on the upper end of success because of it. And then you mentioned the idea of setting boundaries. And that is a huge thing, especially for women, knowing how to set those boundaries. And it's, it's almost a self-esteem issue as well. And I love that they get to see you in action and take lessons from that. And then the other part about just, it takes a village and utilizing your resources and, and, creating a situation where your children have the ability to see both parents equally contributing in the ways that they can to their needs is incredibly important to breaking down gender barriers and stereotypes, but also just the stability, confidence, and mental health of the children that you're raising, you know, so I just want to commend you for all that. Do you want to respond or comment on any of that? I just, it's amazing to hear it put that way. Uh, it, it was all conscious decisions that I've made um, in that respect and what we're talking about here around raising my kids and how I want them to view life. Um, but, you know, the way you make it sound, I, I 
I actually am wondering who you're talking about. <laughs> well, uh, you're modest, just... like most women. <laughs> yeah, I just think I I made a conscious effort to 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 be to make this family. So it was important to me to be a part of this family. And, you know, there are times where I have to make business trips happen and I go away for a couple of days and I come back and, and the, I don't do my laundry first. I go and I sit down and, you know, and talk to my kids face to face, even though I had conversations with them on the phone or on video chat or whatever. So technology is, is your friend, but it can also be your worst enemy. And so you really do have to think about that. And I think it's really important that we teach ourselves that so that we can teach them that. And, and that was something I think that we had to learn. It, it, our generation is kind of caught, my, my generation is kind of caught between, we weren't raised on cell phones and all of that, all the electronics, but it's a big part of my adult life. And my kids, it's 100% their life. And so I thought, we, we constantly joke, my sister and I, about how it's, everybody, the electronics are so in your face and no one can get away from it. And like, you have to make that conscious effort and you do have to teach that to them because they don't know any different. And so the way you spoke about how, you know, this, you read back to me what I said to you, it, it's amazing to me how it, it's, it's true. It's all of it was true. And, and um, is so poignant to my, to me and my thought process that, wow, I really did do all these things. And I'm so proud of myself. And I think it's important that we, we can feel that way. And I, I, I'm going to get off this, this podcast with you and I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to tell my kids all about it, <laughs> that they're going to be all over this pod podcast with you. Oh, wonderful. Well, yeah, I have them listen to it. <laughs> It'll be out next Friday. And that way, um, you know, they can hear how lucky they are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. I have to tell them they're lucky until they understand why they're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's very clear, you know, and there are other women like you out there that are doing these things to make this amazing impact uh, on the world through their own families. And I just wanted to be a force for good to sort of highlight that. And I really appreciate your willingness to share so honestly and so completely about your experience and your priorities and what you're doing as what I would call a, a heroine, a female heroine. Mm -hmm. I have one last question for you. I've always wondered this about you is how in the world do you maintain your energy? You're so full of life and I know <laughs> you're doing so much. What's your secret? Oh, like I said, I think it's so finding time to focus on me. Um, I, I have a set of girlfriends that I go away with um, at least once a year, although the pandemic did take one of those away from us. Um, I get massages once a month to, to treat myself and, and make myself feel good. Uh, I eat well, I exercise. Um, it's, it's important to me that if I'm not healthy and happy, then how can I take care of my family? So you've got to put yourself first. And that's really, really hard for some people to do. Um, I have girlfriends who don't do that. And I can see them, they're just exhausted. And I'm like, but you need to be strong. And how else can you get strong if you don't take care of yourself? So it's important to me so that I can be here for them. 
Right, right. Well, congratulations on all your success. Thanks again for visiting with me today. I appreciate you asking, and uh, I'm happy to have done this with you. Thanks so much for asking, Lacey. Sure, sure. And wherever you're listening out there, remember, you are the power. 